name, image, and likeness. It's a conversation that's been going on and on and on, and it's continuing to grow now as we're getting closer to the point in collegiate sports where athletes can monetize off their name, image, and likeness. But some of them are wondering, how do I even do that, right? Now we all wanted it, but now we need to know how do we do that. Today's guest is perfect for that question because he's built a platform that's going to help you with exactly that. I promise you guys, you do not want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. It's been four and a half years almost now that we've been doing this, you know, established 2017 in January, and the show continues to grow, thanks in large part to all of you, and thanks in large part to our sponsor of the podcast, 208 Printing. That's the title sponsor of the podcast. Later on, you're going to hear from some of our uh, presenting sponsors for the show um, from Sportsypreneur. But 208 Printing is the title sponsor of the podcast. Make sure to go to madeby208.com. Get your merch taken care of over there. They'll get your swag, anything that you need, all your printing needs done. Uh, they'll help you be a walking billboard if you want to represent your brand, your team, whatever it may be. Uh, hats, shirts, whatever. Anything you need printed, they'll get you taken care of. Um, guys, listen, if you haven't done so already, it would be awesome if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Just recently, we charted again in the top 250 in the United States of America. We're in the top 20 in Spain. Uh, we're in the top 250 in the U.S., and we're continuing to build and build and build, and it's due in large part to all of you and the reviews that you're leaving me on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done so already, please leave me a review, and uh, we'll get this thing rolling. As you guys know, we're here every week with an amazing guest, somebody in the sports world that has something to share with us of immense value, and today is no different. We've got an amazing interview coming your way. This is the founder and CEO of UREPS, which we will find out more about today. His name is Brett Harrell, and Brett, we're just excited to have you, man. Thank you so much for joining the show. Shane, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, brother. We're going to talk about you reps here in just a second. It's a huge topic that I think a lot of the younger athletes really, really need to hone in on. So if you're a younger athlete right now and you're listening to this, you're a little bit distracted because you might be doing something else, stop what you're doing and, and pay attention to this or pause this until you're done doing what you're doing and come back and listen to it because I want you guys to, to, to focus in for real. Um, Brett, we're going to get to know you more a little bit before the U reps thing started to get a little bit of a foundation of who you are, uh, athletic background and so forth. So let's rewind the clock a little bit and let's find out about Brett Harrell and, uh, your sports background. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, thanks. You. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Yeah. Um, a soccer player played multiple sports growing up, but, uh, played collegiate soccer at Appalachian state university, uh, back in the early to mid nineties and, uh, got the full experience loved it it was a lot of fun but that's the as far as my career went in college um so student athlete for four years after that um went to florida state for graduate school and got the uh, sport management program there and was able to do some coaching for some summer camps there including at florida state uh and some great internships and 
I wanted to pursue uh, sports as a career. So had some connections at RDV Sports, which is the parent company of the Orlando Magic. And I worked on their ice hockey team at the time because the NBA team was uh, in lockout. So after graduation, you know, relationships are huge, Shane, right? So connections that I made at that internship actually got me in the door at NASCAR, which is where I started in professional sports right out of grad school. And um, I had interned with Budweiser, Florida State Athletics, RDV Sports, and some of the people that moved around. So two or three people were actually at NASCAR that were from RDV Sports. That's how I at least got the interview and uh, worked there for a couple of years, enjoyed it immensely, traveled extensively, learned the business and their marketing from the people who invented the business, if you will, from motor, uh, motorsports side. And I went to a team in North Carolina, which is where I'm still based now in a Charlotte. Uh, that was Richard Childress Racing. You may know him because they uh, won multiple championships with Dale Earnhardt. I came uh, after Dale Earnhardt's death to help rebuild the marketing department there. was there for just almost four and a half, five years. And uh, then I went to startup. Then I went to marketing agencies here in Charlotte and then one in the uh, Northeast. And, uh, and that, that comes full circle to early 2020. We all know what happened in 2020. I don't want to beat the COVID horse too much. Uh, but things change. And the biggest thing, Shane, is out of change comes opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then with opportunity, you, you can change things, right? So um, started my own agency, which, was, which is Block Creative Agency. Uh, advertising, marketing, creative services, uh, but digital products. And the first digital product to come full circle all the way back around to Appalachian State soccer players and that type of thing. Full circle all the way back around. Uh, That's what kind of put the ideas together of my sponsorship background, my business background, marketing. And that's where UREPS came together. And UREPS is going to, when it launches later this summer, uh, completely, it's going to be the, the self-representation of marketing platform for student-athletes, for social media influencers, and for sports clubs and organizations. Oh, man. So cool. Like, a lot to unpack there, too. You did say it's truly full circle. Yes. I want to let the the young people know, too, something there that you pointed out that was probably pretty subtle, and I want make, I want to make sure people actually, like, hear that. The connections you said you made uh, real quick guys like listen you, you talked about an internship if you guys are going to school like you're going into college and you're doing these things and you might be taking advantage of an opportunity maybe it's an internship so you can get college credit or it's an internship just because you're just trying to get some experience or whatever but you're not really taking it serious i want to emphasize that point because when i went through school and got my degree at boise state okay everyone has their opinions on the college education some you know some don't like it some think it's worthless something that's great it's, it's really all depends i will tell you one thing though that i that will never match anything when i went to college especially in my last two years connections connections building those relationships because you never know what's gonna happen so if you have an internship you listen to brett right here if you have an internship take advantage of that if it's an unpaid internship great if it's just for college credit great but like the relationships you build inside that network you never know what uh with that with that internship you never know what's going to happen um later on so i think that was really cool that you shared that because it's a subtle point i'm like that is a super cool thing because then all these opportunities stem from that it's it's just cool how it all dominoed um and then the it, app- it's hey, true oh go ahead go ahead go ahead no, no, i was gonna say it's true it's it's i'm still connected with some of those people that i met in orlando 
you know, way back in 1997. And they're all doing different things now, but I'm still connected with them and can pick up the phone and chat if necessary. But it's, it's amazing how, and you hit it so perfectly, the connections are invaluable. 100%, man, 100%. The App State reference, too, just so you guys know, he we went to App State. I mean, most of the guys that are around my age, about in their early 30s, um, we remember App State for the infamous Michigan game, which was amazing because I'm an Ohio State fan, huge Buckeye fan, go Bucks. But uh, that was an amazing game. And so, like, I've always followed App State because of that. It's kind of funny how, like, that that like something like sports can put the school on the map and so i've always yeah. followed app state since then so now i get to connect with somebody who's gone there it's kind of cool <laughs> that's so. right it, it did put it did put app on the map for sure on a national level absolutely super super cool so brett you've got quite the experience as far as marketing and now you know you have the athletic side to you and you know you've you know what you're doing from a business perspective and you found this opportunity um especially in 2020 it's interesting. I, I actually interviewed Walter Bond. Now, for those who haven't heard that interview, it was an interview with Walter Bond, Hall of Fame motivational speaker, but he also played in the NBA um, for a short stint. He was the first undrafted rookie free agent to ever start for the Mavericks on opening night uh, when he was, yeah, he didn't even start in college for Minnesota. And then he ended up making the NBA roster. Started, okay. He has a really cool story, but he actually talked to me last year about this. 2020 was a huge uh, year for me as well, but I, I love what Walter said. It was very similar to what you just said, Brad. It was like, some people saw this coronavirus situation, this 2020 lockdown. It was just the worst thing that could ever happen. And others viewed it as an opportunity. And yes. those who viewed the opportunity is like, okay, well, we can fix some things here. We can do some things. And you did exactly that. And so as we're going in there, that's why I'm so like, I think it's awesome what you've put together. And I, I cannot wait to share this with the rest of the listeners. You reps. We're talking about name image likeness right now. It's a mm -hmm. touchy topic in, in collegiate sports you know like it, there's there's this debate going on like why can't they get paid off off their off their name and you know there was the ea sports fiasco and all this stuff that happened a couple years back and then just recently we had a, a situation where a ucf kicker that was a nationally known thing um had gotten his scholarship revoked uh because he was monetizing on youtube off of his name image likeness and i it, to be honest his content he was putting out i'll be 100 real with you brett i love that stuff like that's the stuff that I was as a as a sports fan and just somebody who's intrigued with that. I liked what he was putting out. He's he was trying to show people what it was like in the life of a student athlete. Mm -hmm. That's cool stuff. Other student athletes should be able to watch that and understand what's going on so they can prepare. Like that's cool stuff. And then he gets a scholarship revoked. So you're here trying to help these kids. But I, I'm curious with your product. Let's talk a little bit about you reps. Mm -hmm. And first off, what is it in regards to like how are you going to help these kids out? Like what what is you reps so that we can dive deeper into it? Sure, sure. Uh, Ureps is is a is the self representation and marketing platform. And there's one thing that that I know is being 18 to 22, 18 to 23. I had very little little exposure or to business, and I had very little business acumen. And the kids today, growing up, are so much further beyond because of their exposure to social media and how they've operated and communicated and how the world works today as, as it did back then. But when I came out, I didn't, didn't have that. So as things were changing and you know, COVID is here and we're kind of taking, you know, doing a self-assessment of things, it really comes down to name image likeness, what's happening in the landscape. The student athletes want to be able to monetize. The society, society at a whole doesn't really understand why it's not happening. And I, I, you know, like I said, uh, change develops opportunity and opportunity. You can, you know, 
impact and make change. And that's what I want to do for them. I want to give them all the access, all the knowledge, the skill set, the skill set, and more importantly, Shane, the ability to do that from their phone is what I want to do to where they can market, manage, enhance, and monetize their personal brand in a guided, supported, and data-backed environment for transparency. And we can get into the nuts and bolts and why it's all structured the way it is, but it's structured so it's self-guided, self-representation to put the most dollars in their pocket. That's what it's about. It's about leveling up their business acumen and making their today better and making their tomorrow better. Because it's not something I could do for myself, but I can surely put something out there that can help them do it for themselves. So that's that's really it in a nutshell. Oh, I love it, man. So for those who are listening, I'm going to put this in the description so you can look in the description right now. It's ureps, U-R-E-P-Z.com. But I'd encourage you guys to wait until the interview's over to go, go check this out. But here's the deal, just so you guys can learn more about it. I am so intrigued by this. I, for a variety of reasons, we just talked about like student athletes. I believe this is my personal opinion. They should have always been able to make money off their own name, image, and likeness, right? There's a whole debate. There's a difference between your name, image, and likeness, and then getting paid by the school for being an athlete. There's a separate separation there. So can you maybe talk about that as well, Brett? Because people think that they're the same thing necessarily. Like the school pays you a salary because you're representing their school and you're bringing in revenue for the football team. There's a conversation about that, but there's also name image likeness, which is completely separate. So can, do you mind maybe Correct. touching base on that on your opinion? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, there's, there's several reasons why the, the schools don't want to pay athletes directly. And let, let's just put that, that's the first demarcation line in the sand, right? If they pay them directly, they become employees and they really become minor league employees. And then it gets into amateurism and scholarship versus employment. And also if you have employees, employees have the right to unionize. They have the right to benefits. They have the right to a lot of things, <laughs> which would totally blow up uh, collegiate sports as we know. So the only way to keep the model somewhat operational as the way it is and the way it functions where you can get an education for playing a sport, right? Because not everyone's going to go pro. Right. Let's hit that on the head. Less than 2% go pro. So with that, NIL means they can make money off their own personal name, image, likeness, doing their own things by themselves, not connected with the school's intellectual property. That means it's not connected to, like you went to Boise State, it's not collected, connected to the orange and blue or you know the mascot or or the name it's it's all about you being an athlete right and what you can do that is the difference and this is a way to to make both sides work it still lets the system work if you will and providing opportunity providing scholarships and providing uh you know the american populace this wonderful thing of college sports but it also is a way to make good for the student athletes. Now, what, what it really comes down to is how are student athletes going to be able to monetize, you know, make money. That's what that, that's a nice marketing term, monetize is make money on your rights, right? Now, how are they gonna be able to do that? And that remains to be seen, but it's contemplated right now that once the federal legislation passes and the NCA has some sort of protections for litigation and other things, because it's a business, big business needs, doesn't move fast. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. 
but how are they going to make money? Well, they're either agents or you know clearing houses or or platforms like Europe's where they can do it themselves, and it's built for their success. So that that's really what it's going to be. Guys, allow me to take a second and tell you about Sports Epreneur. Now, as an entrepreneur myself and a massive sports fan, this is the perfect platform for someone like myself and a lot of you guys out there. It's a content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Collaboration and content marketing for the entrepreneur with a sports passion, just like me and you. I connected with their founder a couple of years back, and I'll tell you guys, we have a massive connection through sports and entrepreneurship, and he's just an amazing guy, and their team is absolutely incredible. The team at SportsE creates content for you and with you. Their content, which lives at SportsE.io, includes stories like the missteps of the NCAA, an in-depth article on esports, and how to bring people together, which is also one of my favorite things because I always tell you guys, sports bring people together. Now, SportsE also f- uh, features amazing guests on their podcast, including Thad Mata, AJ Vaynerchuk, and Colin Jones. So be sure to subscribe to their podcast on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And here's the thing. The team at SportsE thinks that every entrepreneur that is willing should have their own content platform, and they want to help make that happen. So if you're an entrepreneur that's looking to start a podcast or build a website, write blog posts, or design social media posts, then you have to reach out to the team at SportsE. They make content creation accessible. SportsEpreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Learn more at SportsE.io or connect with the founder on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz. That's E-R-I-C underscore K-A-Z. I love it. And I, and I love that you are creating such an awesome product to to help with the name image likeness conversation. And and I love that you have the insight there. We want to keep college sports. I mean, I think as a whole, like our, our country understands how awesome that there's so many people say, I don't like professional sports. I love college sports. Well, if you want to keep college sports intact and be able to, if you want to have your cake and eat it too, basically you got to have right. it as a, as a situation here. Cause like, it's very, it's a very touchy subject. It's a very tricky subject when you start paying them straight from the school. Like you just mentioned, Brett, mm-hmm. there's a whole conversation on that, but this right here, if you want to have your cake and eat it too, you reps is a perfect example of how you can do that, right? This is how yeah. we can do that. And in my opinion, you know, I've seen a lot of people like even including myself going through college, a lot of these scholarship athletes, depending on the school you go to and what type of scholarship you have and whatnot, it, sometimes they're not even allowed to work because that is part of the scholarship. Like they're, you're not allowed to work because you're there to play sports, go to school Correct. and they're paying everything. So like, for example, Cam Newton, I remember if you ever watched the documentary broke from, uh, it was um, 30 for 30. He was talking about, like he had a conversation about that afterwards. He had never written a check in his life. He'd like never deposited a check in his life. And he, and he never known because he, his whole life was based around sports. And then he had scholarships and therefore he was not allowed to work. So he never actually received money. So when he got a signing bonus, when he was in the NFL, he didn't know what to do with it. He goes, he, he didn't know what, how to, and so this is like, right. It, right. This is going to help with that. Like, like we need to, yeah. we need yeah, to teach these sure. young people how to do business, for these sure. simple things. And, and I think it's amazing. So, Business skills for young athletes, just understanding not just business, but marketing and just understanding how you can monetize off your own stuff. When I was in school, I could work all day long. It didn't matter, right? And there's a lot of people that can, but all of a sudden, if you're a football player, it was kind of, it's a subject of like, oh, well, you're not allowed to do this because you're a football player. That That's the only difference. And now right, things are right. changing and you've provided a platform for that. So talk to us if a, if a young athlete's coming in here and they're like, okay, this is interesting. I want to I want to see if I can monetize off of my name, image, and likeness. And I want to go check out you reps. 
talk to us a little bit more about the specifics of you reps and what you guys plan to do on this platform for the kids. Like, okay, so what can I monetize it? Like, what are some examples of what I could even do with my name and imaging likeness? Right, right. Well, Shane, first, before they do anything, you know, educate yourself, right? Uh, but, but before that, know that federal legislation has not passed. So do not do anything now that will jeopardize your opportunity later just because it hasn't happened yet. That, you know, we don't have the law. The laws aren't there. If you're in Florida or California or Colorado, some of those states, they're coming. But until there's federal legislation, just hold up and educate yourself. But what students, sorry, that's the PSA because we don't want anyone getting no. themselves in trouble. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. Uh, part of the full service package here, right? You know? <laughs> uh, UREPS is, is going to help them, like I said, manage, enhance, market, and monetize. What does that mean? manages their own personal brand and how that sets up. Enhance is what they can do to improve that brand to make it more marketable. And that's where they market it. They can connect that on social media. They can do a variety of things. But you're talking about the assets, the monetization. What can they sell? They can sell their name, image, likeness. What does that mean? That means you could sell social media posts if you want. Right. Wow, that's that's kind of the ocean. It's it's very doable, very scalable. You just have to know market value, that type of thing. You can sell personal appearances. You can sell autographs, autograph balls. You can actually sell your name, image, likeness for use in advertising, whether that's print advertising or digital advertising or video. You can um, you know lend your name for endorsements. All of those things are currently contemplated until the law comes out i'm a little hesitant to say oh you can do this because like merchandising personal merchandise would be a huge can you imagine the cameron crazies putting your face on a t-shirt and having 300 of them of them in there because they hate you well you would love that because you're getting paid on it but we don't know that's going to happen just yeah. it actually shakes out of all these laws but Social media posts, personal endorsements. You can even do skills camps and that type of thing. Uh, appearances. Um, and you're a marketable asset. So anywhere that you see another athlete in an advertisement, if you will, or a relationship with a company, that's exactly what you can do. I'm I'm really intrigued by this uh, this this whole thing because for one social media posts I, I I think the younger generation starting to understand the the impact and you know the reach that social media has but like literally for those who want like a literal statement here the way that that would work is essentially you could get paid to make a post on your platform like that and 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 other things right but you leverage your name off of it just like today like people think it's crazy like i tell my my cousins this all the time that are in high school graduating right now i'm like you can literally charge 50 bucks if you have a large enough platform and a big enough brand and people see the yeah. value in your brand you can charge 50 bucks to make a post or more like hey i right. charge 200 dollars oh. and to put your well, name on my, yeah. my platform it's like Wait, people would pay for that? Yes, people would pay for that. I would pay for that. Like as, as a podcaster, as a content creator, if I see somebody that I, I feel they have the right type of audience, I love, I want to support them, one. And two, I think that they could provide value with their audience seeing my stuff. Yeah, I would pay for that. So like, just so you guys know that these things sound a little far-fetched. No, they're not. Like people pay for this stuff and, and Brett's helping you with that. Like understanding the types of ways that you can monetize. 
Absolutely right. And what you have to think of yourself is, do you have a following, right? And if you do, and you, most student athletes of certain sports or certain genders, it just depends on where they are and what they do and how they go about operating, have followings. Uh, if you have a following, you can monetize that following based on the number. Say you have less than 5,000. You're just like, well, I, I don't have but 3,000 followers. Is that worth anything? Yes, that's actually called a nano influencer. And people pay money, they pay real money to have you because you have a very specific and targeted audience, which helps them move the needle for their business. I so love nano influencer, you know, micro influencers, uh, less than 25,000, and then it moves on up. So there's for every level, there's an opportunity, right? Whether you're a big fish in a big pond or a medium-sized fish in a small pond, there's going to be opportunities at scale for you to figure out. Now, just now one thing, another PSA, and we want to talk about this, just because you can make money doesn't mean you necessarily will, right? That's the one thing that nobody is really talking about at length they're kind of sloughing it off and mentioning it you know i mean and we're talking 99 here we're not talking the one percent right the one and a half percent the one and a half percent are the household name athletes they are going to make their money in fact they're going to make the lion's share of money nationally just as they would when they go pro but what does that mean for everybody else well that everyone else has scalable opportunity and if a cheerleader who isn't an NCAA athlete. So they, he or she are not regulated by the NCAA. They can go ahead and monetize their audience for whatever they want. So why can't a soccer player or a football player or a tennis player? Well, now they're gonna happen, but there's scalable opportunity for them. Just because you're the most popular player doesn't mean you will be the most marketable asset, if that makes sense. I love that. Let's talk about that a little bit too. I sure like, for example, I, I go back in the Boise state era. Like we go about, let's, let's rewind about a decade ago, a little more Kellen Moore, uh, arguably mm -hmm. one of the best quarterbacks to ever go through college football. I mm -hmm. mean, I went to all of his games. I mean, seriously, the guy was phenomenal. He didn't pan out as much in the NFL, but that's not just because of his skill set. I think a lot of that has to do with opportunity. So that's a debatable thing. But anyways, during that time, Kellen Moore, if we were to be like, okay, let's imagine we're in a world back then where, things were being monetized and you were able to, to capitalize off of your name, image, and likeness. Obviously, like what you're saying here, Brett, it sounds like Kellen Moore, like the, the top dog, he'll probably take, you know, he's, he could probably take a lot of the money there because he, he, it's Kellen Moore. But what are the opportunities? What are the scalable opportunities? Let's say for an offensive lineman that's blocking for Kellen Moore. He's an offensive lineman, right? And not even maybe the top tier offensive lineman, but he's a, an offensive lineman who's maybe a guard or a tackle that's blocking for him. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a couple of things, social media posts. You mentioned, um, camps uh potentially mm -hmm. talk yeah. to me about that I mean, what are you seeing as a former athlete and somebody who's been in marketing for a while and deep into this business now with the research that you're doing what are some of these opportunities you see these other athletes that are not quote unquote the one percenters like the top dogs on their, their programs sure sure you know the the 95 percent, the rest of the talent pool is gonna have to do one a little more work and it, it's going to be real work. This isn't just free money falling from the sky, right? That's not how right. that's going to operate. Let's let's be very realistic about this. Because if you are getting paid for something, it is work. 
And there is a relationship that's expected for that. So, but but how can uh, a, an offensive lineman or you know even the kicker, even though the kicker at UCF is atypical, but very real. He's a great example. You know, the offensive lineman has two markets, right? He has the local market where the school is, and he has his market where he comes from. He is well in Homer, just as he's maybe well known or known in his school market. So that's two separate things that he needs to identify and look at. But before he does that, or while he's doing that, he needs to study his own brand, his personal brand, and figure out who he is, what he is, and what he's not. And then communicate those clearly, right? And if the offensive lineman is into duck hunting and he's from you know somewhere in Iowa and he's at a different school, well, you know what? He may not sell a lot or do well in his school market, but it doesn't mean he can't maximize his home market because his brand is distilled. He likes hunting, so he does things at Walmart in the parking lot of all places because that's where they want to do a skills competition. And he does football and duck hunting and blah, blah, blah. He shows up at the fish camp because that's where they're doing things to have other athletes come out of different alternative sports. He can do that in the summer. He can even name, lend his likeness because everything is at scale. And what I mean by that is where he's from, he may be one of the most known athletes in that town for in recent memory, even though where he goes to school, he may not be the big fish. So you really have to think about the locations. You have to think about your brand and then what's going to match up well with that. Ooh, that is super insightful. And I want everyone to listen to that. That's just because you're not the quote unquote top dog in the program, like the most well-known does not mean you can't capitalize on some other things. And, and and I love that you talked about the two separate, like you got your school, that area, and then where you come from. And sometimes for some people that's around the same area, mm-hmm. but maybe it's your high school area. Like what are some of the local places around your high school? Could you go back to your high school and do a camp? Could you go around your high school? And, and I don't know. It's just little things like that. The sky's the limit. As an entrepreneur, this is going to help these athletes think a little bit outside the box. You know, just like get, get your mind blown. Or go, I guess growing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The opportunities that you just mentioned. Like if you're in a duck hunt, yes, you just so everybody knows you can pretty much sell anything. I, I just want everybody to understand that I work in entrepreneurship. I work with a lot of, uh, in my full-time job, I work with entrepreneurs. You could literally sell a pair of socks if you do it properly. Like if you were to put together some seminar or webinar or whatever, you could do whatever you want to do. If, if you're into something, your hobby, whatever it may be, karate, whatever, you mm-hmm. could capitalize on that if you do it properly. Um, right. And what ways would you reps help Let's say for the example of this offensive lineman, the duck hunter, how how could you reps help this guy out as far as like getting the exposure and marketing himself, him or herself to uh, to that market, so to speak? Sure. Well, you reps is going to have a couple different things built into it. Uh, it's going to have a video library and also a document library, and it's you reps you, the university, if you will. But you reps you, and it's going to help for communications. How to communicate with people in business, how to communicate your brand, right? It's going to to talk about brand building for your own personal brand, how to distill that, how to layer messaging and, but really distill your brand. So it's clearly easy to clear, easy and clear to communicate and then how to market it and ways of going about taking your brand, taking your messaging, and then feeding that in to your 
available feeds. Some athletes already have podcasts. Some athletes have blogs. Some athletes just post. But to your point, and I love the example earlier you brought up on the UCF kicker, he was the kicker. And yet he was the most marketable player on that team. So with that in mind, you have to think about that. And that's the same comment I made earlier. Just because you're not the most the most known or the most important or the MVP, you're not the best player on the team, does not mean you don't have the best business opportunity. So Europe's is going to have a library, video, and content to where you can help work on your business skills, communications, branding, marketing, and how you go to market. We're also going to advertise our program and our platform heavily via channels, heavily via traditional business media, so people know they can reach athletes and they can reach talent, social media talent. They can even reach clubs via UREPS. Beyond that, we've got a marketplace hub that is going to have partners in it that will help student athletes level up their game today, but really after the game, right? Financial services, bankings, loans, automotive, legal services if you need it. It's a full gamut of what you need to prepare yourself for the next phase of your life. Oh, I love this, man. I'm telling you, like, oh, sorry, sorry. I yeah, didn't mean to cut you off. Is, is no, no, I was going to say, your time, your time, you got four years of eligibility for those athletes who are going to be able to take advantage for all four years. Some people, maybe one. So your time's limited. So what you do now can actually prepare you for the rest of your life and set you up with good habits, good disciplines, and good opportunities. Guys, I know there's a lot of you out there who listen to my podcast and you've told me, I want to start my own podcast or I need to build a website or write some blogs or design a social media post. You know what? Go over to Sportsypreneur. The team at Sportsy can make that happen for you. Remember, Sportsypreneur is the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. So make sure to go to sportsy.io. They'll take care of you or connect with their founder, at Eric underscore Kaz on Twitter. That's E-R-I-C underscore K-A-Z. Man, I, I'm like thinking back in my own time of, of being in college and how much of an amazing opportunity this is. Your suggestion, I want to get your your insight here then, Brett, with, with what you're building. How old do you need to be to be looking into this? Like, is there a minimum age where you can sign up for an account um, for it? And what suggestion would you give to the younger athletes that are like, okay, well, I'm not quite to the college level yet, but I want to use this when I get there. What, what should they be doing to build themselves up um, in the meantime? Sure, sure. Uh, UREPS, uh, of course, you you have to be a a legal adult, 18 years old, to, to sign up for the platform yourself in order to operate as a business entity, as your own business entity. If you are under the age of 18, which a lot of our potential users are, you can sign up with a parent or guardian, and then they operate the system with you on your behalf, and we have different uh, documentation and user agreements for those. But that's, that's how you, uh, I'm going to say get around it, but that's how you work on it together until you are a legal adult. Now, the second part of the question was, 
what can they do? What can athletes do now to, to help build their presence or to think longer term? And they can be active on social media. They can be active in their community, but they can really think about who they are, what their interests are, and start speaking to those interests and doing those things beyond just the sport. Like, hey, say you're, a mo- say you're in motorsports and you like driving at the local track, you may not be the next Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson, but you can do very, very well competing Fridays and Saturday nights at a local track. But you have to start by understanding your brand, understanding who you are, what your product is, and what interests you have, and then communicating those clearly. And if you can start communicating that clearly, you can start building a relationship with people. That's what it is online. You're building relationships. And even though it's followers, you're building a relationship, a rapport. Start building that now and start preparing yourself for the longer game. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm not hesitant, but the reason I say, hey, we don't have it available yet on the college level, carte blanche, you know, it's not everywhere yet. It's not a federal legislation, uh, federal law, you know. So we don't know how it will push down into high school sports yet. Um, but we know it will come because the same argument holds true high school sports as it does college. Just because I play a sport doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to not do this. Because if I'm a cheerleader or I'm just a creator or a musician, not to marginalize creators because they're great and they can use the UREPS platform too. We love it. But, you know, it, because I don't play a sport, I, ca- I can't do this. Well, that's not, that doesn't really make any sense if you start thinking about that right. when uh, some of the top internet influencers are dancers, cheerleaders, singers. Wow. I mean, it's a, the, the upside is, is there. The potential is there. 100%, man. I'm, this is something I geek out about. I want to touch base on a couple of those things. Just make sure to highlight them. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. For young athletes, you know, build your following and connect. And, and what you mentioned as well, Brett is get involved with your local community. now, mm-hmm. how do you do that guys? Like for the coach, the, the kids that I coach for basketball, for example, I look at these, they're sophomore juniors in high school, you know, and who knows what the college world will be for athletics. It's a couple years out. So they're still working towards that potentially. But in the meantime, you know, be active. If, if social media is not your thing. Okay. I mean, that's okay. I don't think right. that's necessarily going to be like the worst thing in the world. I mean, it, it might help if you are active on social media, but if you're not cool, cause you're, you might not like social media, but you can still do things like being active in your community. Um, what would be a suggestion for you? Like that you would say like, Hey, you know, as, as yourself, Brett being in this industry, that a, a local kid could do in their community at this age that could potentially help them build those um, relationships, if you will. Sure. Uh, you know, first it's, it's their interests. And at 14, 15, 16, I was still developing new interests and things right. were new. So first is get out and, and try a few things and experiment with what you do like and what you don't like, but also what's natural to you. What is, you know, the word authenticity or authentic is sometimes overused, but it's, it's who you are and what comes through. So 
what you're naturally good at or what you're drawn to, what means something to you may not mean something to your neighbor, but guess what? There's other people out there where it does. So just get out there and get to know some people, get to know your interests, get to know yourself. And if you can identify those items, yourself, your brand, interests, building relationships, you, you have the opportunity to be successful. Man, I, I love this conversation. And, and, and I want people to think like deeper into this a little bit. Like, for example, I'm an animal lover, right? And I want to share mm-hmm. this with some people because I know there's some some guys I've coached and just younger kids. That are, they're similar to me. Like they're, they're the big bad athlete and whatever, but they're animal lovers, right? Here's something you could do. Like for real, this is something that I did when I was younger. Go volunteer at an animal shelter. Like go help out, go walk the dogs. There's sometimes they like, for example, here in Idaho, they have like the animal shelter and they want people to go walk the dogs. Like they right. have so many dogs right. in there. They want someone to go walk the dog. So you can go do that for an hour or something. It's really cool. Like, and by doing that, you not right. only, you know, you get to do what you love, but you get to build a relationship with the people who work there for one. And they remember mm-hmm. that. They'll remember people like that if you're really passionate about that. And then who knows, maybe one day down the road, had I been like a top tier athlete or something, not even top tier, like if I just gone to college sports or something, and this was available to me, maybe I use something like you reps where I have that connection with them. Maybe I reach back out to that company, the, the animal shelter and see if there's anything I can do for them to, to work together with them. I don't know. It's like, that's something that I was just thinking that's outside the box, has nothing to do with sports, but just right, right. <laughs> like, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And the other thing uh, that I want to talk about, if you, if you are a student athlete or you're an influencer or, or whatever, whatever your jam is, right? If you like social media and you connect well with it, but you, hey, I don't know, I don't understand content, right? Document. Document what you do. Document whatever your interests are. If you're at the animal shelter, guess what? People would love to know that. They would love to see your TikToks about you walking dogs and the silly music and that type of thing and what you do behind the scenes, right? They would love to see your workouts and the the work ethic and the things that you put in that people don't always see. You mentioned earlier, we're going to keep coming back to the kicker and I've got to find his name because he was. He was great. you mentioned it. He gave people a behind-the-scenes view. Well, that's really what documenting is is about. And this isn't uh, just me talking. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk has been built an empire starting with documenting content. That's where you start out at. Is you you tell your story. How do you tell your story? You record your story, and you just start sharing it, and then it builds. So. And, and I can speak to that. I can speak to the documentation piece, just so everybody's listening. Like, it's a super important piece of your journey. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's obviously one of the bigger names. You know, he wrote mm-hmm. a book called Crushing It. It's an amazing book. If you guys haven't read that, uh, go check that out. But he's just huge about documenting. Like, even if it's a podcast, if it's a blog, if it's a, if it's an Instagram story, it's a TikTok video. Um, document it because those are and, and and do so. I would I would recommend in the right way. Right, you're trying to build mm-hmm. yourself, your brand, but also you start to learn yourself. Like you learn about who you are as a person and while others are learning about yourself as well, it's just really cool to go back and see the stories. And then all of a sudden you've got content that you can repurpose later, but I'm huge about documentation as well. I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't stress that enough to the kids. Like if you're going to be posting on social media, which a lot of them are already doing anyways, leverage that skill set, which you might think is pointless. It's not like leverage that skill set till later and keep building off that. And you'd be surprised who would like to watch that content. Like there's a lot of people that want to see stuff 
um, that you wouldn't think. So going to you reps real quick as, yeah. as we're starting to, to wrap up the interview. I do have a few sure. questions though, in regards to like the plan for like, is it a subscription? Is how long is the contractual agreement with you reps when, the, when an athlete decides to start? Because my question came up, I'm thinking if I'm a, an athlete myself or a, somebody who wants to utilize a platform, um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be an athlete, but like, you know, just anybody who wants mm -hmm. to utilize a platform. And let's say I go through four years of college and I utilize the platform, but let's say at the end of that four years, I, I, I might want to, I'm going on with bigger and better things, but I still want to leverage the things that I did. If we built, like if we had websites built or landing pages that were connected mm -hmm. to you reps, do I get to transfer that over? Like, what's the thoughts on that? Um, what's the contractual agreement? What's the subscription look like for them, for a user that wants to use it? Sure. Uh, again, it's how building Europe's for helping people in a way that I wish I could help or I couldn't help myself. So the, the platform, the basic platform and the services, which is a full suite of services, again, to market, manage, enhance, market, and monetize, right? Uh, that's free, free to users to use. Fees are structured for transactions, which are applied back to those. And there's a variety of other things that uh, I don't want to give away all the yeah. how are we going to do it, but it's at zero cost, cash out of pocket to the user for you to use the self-representation platform. If you want the VIP level services where a service representative from Europe actually manages business some things for you, then we've got an arrangement where it's still no cash out of pocket. It's just a different percentage of transaction. So if you want to say you're an athlete and you become alumni, well, technically you're still an influencer in our book. You're still active. You, whether you're a former athlete or just, you know, a creator maker, doesn't matter. You can still use the platform. And as long as you're engaged and active, everything stays with and stays up and running. Now, if you wanted to take content that you created, because you're not necessarily creating it with you reps, you know, images or things you've done, it, it can go with you, you know, that type of thing. If you're building something off of you reps templates and that type of thing, then uh, it would need to be through you reps still. But it doesn't mean you couldn't take it and use it elsewhere, you know put it on your website if you transitioned. But, and, and as you know, with Game Time Guru and other things, we're, we, we're gonna, we structured UREPS, so your personal URL, right? Your UREPS.com backslash Shane Larson or whatever, whomever, Brett Harold. You can take that URL and embed it into your website under a different, you know, you can tag the layers and it, it just populates to your page. So, or structuring the website in a way to where that's easy to do. And you can do it off any link. People do it now, you know, it's like, but uh, it's going to give you your own online presence just by having a profile. So, man, this is super sweet, dude. Like I'm telling you guys, if you're take advantage of this opportunity, Thank that's you. all I'm going to tell you, like take advantage of this opportunity. Like this is something Brett said it himself. Like this is something that he wishes he would have had. I wish I would have had this opportunity, like this, these resources available to me. Brett found an opportunity here to help out people. There's a, there's a, there's a, the a gap that needed to be filled and he's filling that with you reps. Uh, how, if someone's listening to this right now, Brett, how do they sign up for a you reps account? 
Uh, right now we're taking pre-registrations, so it's no no commitment. And like I said, there's no cost for talent users. Go to ureps.com, uh, ureps.com, and you spelled it earlier, but it is you, which works for yourself, reps, and you get it, ureps.com, and click on the pre-register button and just walk through the pre-fill templates. And it's, it identifies you if you're an athlete, if you are an influencer, or even if you're an interested uh, business that wants to conduct business with our talent pool, then please let it be known because the the talent, the athletes, the creators, the influencers, they want to know, you know. Totally, man. And if anyone has questions on it, Brett, like is there any uh, contact information or a place where we can find the contact information so that they can ask those questions? Absolutely. It's on the website. Um, there is a FAQ page. You can also hit us up on Instagram or uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. It's all under you reps. So awesome. We'll link, we'll link it all to, to there. So they know the FAQs page on the website, but then the Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook pages will also link here in the description. So mm -hmm. people can click there and get there uh, really quickly. Um, is there any last words, Brett, that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up the interview, man, this has been super, super insightful and exciting, man. I just appreciate the opportunity. And like I said, uh, I, this is the opportunity that I wish I had. So if I can somehow pay it forward and give someone else a leg up, then that's what we're going to do. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. For all those out there listening, take advantage. Like I said before, take advantage of this opportunity. Go check this stuff out. It's in the description. Now that the interview's over, I give you permission to go to another uh, site so you don't get distracted. Now you can go and focus all on that. And uh, yeah, you guys know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Leave me a review. Let us know what you think and share it with your friends and family. I know a lot of you guys out there are athletes yourselves. Share it with your friends who are athletes. Share it around. Let the word get out. This is how we, this is how we scale things. We want people to get the word out. So this is what we're doing here. Uh, make sure you're subscribed so you can listen to the interviews. We'll be coming to you next week with another one. And Brett, one more time, thank you so much for joining the Game Time Guru podcast. Thank you, Shane. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.